0: Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkovsky. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Last week, I almost applied for a job at Trader Joe's. Why? Well, firstly, because I love Trader Joe's, and I always thought it would be fun to work there, and wearing a Hawaiian shirt to work sounds like a lot of fun. However, a big reason why I was looking at this application and fantasizing about working somewhere like Trader Joe's or just getting a different job in general is because I've recently felt. Nervous about my purpose. And I think a lot of us go through this. I think it's more common than not. I think that even the most successful, wealthy people who look like their lives are perfectly put together and people who look really happy doing all the things, I think those people, well, I can't speak for them, but I'm assuming that. Even the people that we admire the most and look up to and compare ourselves to, I am pretty sure that they too feel nervous about their purpose and they too question their existence and what they're doing on this planet anyways and is it all worth it? Is this hard work even paying off? So because I've been experiencing it lately and I finally feel like I'm getting out of it somewhat, I want to share some things that have been helping me, some things I've observed, a lot of introspective ideas that hopefully will help you feel a little less nervous about your purpose and maybe a little bit more secure and solid and confident in your path in life. So I want to start by talking about just this feeling that I've been experiencing. And I've done a lot of self-observation these past few months. And I noticed that I start questioning my purpose whenever I face one of these two scenarios. First is a little bit better than the second one, but the first type of scenario or feeling that I get is where I feel like the opportunities are endless and the world is my oyster. However, that comes with wondering if the grass is greener on the other side, or should I do this and that and all of the above? And that often puts me in this trap of like doing more things to prove my worth kind of mentality. So, I guess it's the paradox of choice, right? Where you have so many different options and you can see yourself doing so many different things. And if you're anything like me, maybe you find yourself interested or even passionate about a lot of different topics. And that can come with the sense of instability because you're like, I can do all the things. So which one do I choose? And the second scenario where I find myself feeling nervous about my purpose. is kind of the opposite of that, which is feeling like nothing I do is good enough and just lacking motivation and validation and inspiration to keep going. And that causes me to fall into like, what's the point of all of this anyway? And what am I even doing? And kind of like, I guess it's the negative manifestation of the first example, which is like, the world is my oyster. And then That will lead me to feeling just, I guess, spread really thin. And then the second scenario, which is like, the world is not my oyster. I'm never going to get this figured out, doom and gloom. And either way, you're feeling nervous about your purpose, right? You're like questioning. So it can feel really unsettling to question your path in life. And the bad news is that I think we as humans we'll probably always question our existence to some extent. And the good news is we can learn to embrace that rather than run from it. I don't know about you, but just hearing somebody, like if I'm talking to my best friend and telling her how I'm so nervous, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life anymore, and just hearing that she can empathize or she's been there before or she's currently feeling that way too makes me feel a little bit better because I guess it just normalizes the experience and makes me see that we all experience that. Again, even the most successful, put-together, wealthiest, structured, happiest-looking people, and yet... It's kind of just like in our inherent human DNA that our conscious mind is always seeking and always wondering and always just looking for if there's something better. And I think that's amplified if you're one of those people that Does not want to settle, or you're one of those people that is really curious and interested and just believes, like maybe you have this sense of optimism and you believe that there has to be more out there for you, that you shouldn't be feeling shitty all the time, that there is so much that life has to offer. So, on that note, I just want to recognize that the opportunity to even think about this, to explore this topic, to have. Different opportunities and potential life paths is kind of a privilege because when I think about how my grandparents exist, or even how my mom used to exist growing up, there was never really that luxury of questioning what you're doing because you're always trying to put food on the table, always trying to survive. So I think that when you're feeling nervous about your purpose, I think there's an opportunity there to see it as a positive thing. I really believe that if you're feeling out of sorts, or if you're looking, considering something else, if you're (laughs) pulling up the Trader Joe's job application on your phone and wondering what it would be like to work at Trader Joe's, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. And of course, in the moment, I felt kind of ridiculous and insecure. But looking back, I'm like, no, me entertaining the idea of working at Trader Joe's only made me happier working on Mary's cup of tea. And it's because that opportunity exists and because I made like a conscious choice and I felt like I had the choice because a lot of people feel like they don't have the choice. And even being able to make certain decisions for yourself, even if it's the decision to do nothing. That's still a decision. Even that can be just a little bit more empowering. So I've been thinking about purpose a lot. I wrote about it in my upcoming book, which will be out in November. In case you haven't seen the announcement, I kind of briefly hinted at it. But my next book is going to be a self-love journal. And we've divided it up into different categories, like different areas of our lives where we can use a little bit more self-love. And purpose is an entire category in and of itself because I think it's just so real. It's so present to me quite often. It's such a thing that, again, most people always find themselves questioning. And especially if you're feeling stuck in your purpose or lost in life, then doing thought exercises about, hmm, what could my purpose be? Is important. I think it's a big act of self-love. So I don't have everything figured out, but here's what I do know. I do know that your purpose is subjective and you can see your purpose however you want to see it in that particular moment. So it can be as simple as my purpose today is to enjoy life and experience as much as possible before I go. Or it could be as concrete as My purpose is to heal my ancestral trauma and build generational wealth for my family. And all of that can change, right? Like you could have a purpose. Like right now, my purpose in this moment is to record this podcast episode for you and get this message out there and hopefully help somebody feel a little bit less alone when they're feeling lost or stuck or nervous about their purpose. That is literally my purpose right now in this moment. My purpose for the day... Honestly, my only purpose today is to record this podcast episode, connect with you all on social media, and do a yoga class tonight. And I know it feels like I just kind of recited my to-do list to you, but truly, I am trying to focus on just having like one or two things on my plan, which in turn helps me feel more on purpose because I'm not feeling overwhelmed. and. I kind of have a micro purpose within my big purpose. My big purpose is also very subjective and it can change day by day. Like my big purpose on certain weeks or months of my life is to spend a little bit more time with family than I spend working. And then other seasons, especially when I'm hosting retreats or the release of my book is coming out, then my purpose is a little bit different. It's to work and to be really present for my people there. And then overall, like, my life purpose changes every goddamn day. Like, every day it feels like there's something new to explore. Sometimes I firmly believe that my purpose on this planet is to just read books and read books about things that interest me. And guess what? Like, that's enough, That is so enough. And I think lowering your expectations about what purpose is can really, really help. I think we got too caught up in like trying to have it all figured out and trying to have this like mission statement for our lives. And I think values are important. I think having goals is important. All of that has its time and place, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself to a point where you want to have words on everything. Do you know what I mean? Like you want to put words to every single thing that you're doing, and you want to make sure that it's grand and admirable and, I don't know, just feel like it's praiseworthy. That's the mindset that you kind of want to lean away from. The purpose of a purpose is not to have it be something that's praiseworthy, it's simply something that adds a little bit of meaning to your life, essentially meaning to this weird experience we're all having, which is floating on a rock through space while spinning at millions of miles per hour, not really knowing where we're going. Like, if we really get esoteric about it, even the universe Doesn't really have a purpose. Like if you think about the way we're spinning and like everything is spinning and there's gravity and we're not really sure where we're headed, and occasionally a meteor strikes and there's like moons spinning around different planets. Like, even if you think about that larger experience, it's also kind of mind fucking. So you're like, if the universe experiences this thing and it doesn't seem like there's any purpose to it, it seems like it's just kind of doing what it's doing, then why can't I just be? Doing what I'm doing? Like, why isn't that enough? So, I guess this is my little pep talk to you my weird, abstract, esoteric pep talk to you that whatever you're doing right now is totally enough. You don't have to have everything figured out right away. And it's okay if you want to figure out little pieces and you're doing journaling or you're exploring things in therapy or you're trying to figure out what you like or what your next steps are. That is a beautiful, wonderful place to be. Just maybe let go of a little bit of that pressure. Hey, my self-lovers. Before we go on with today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you are giving yourself the gift of self-love. The Gift of Self-Love is a book I wrote to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's available in stores and online online worldwide. So go pick it up if you don't have it already. And if you do have it, little reminder to make sure that you are reading it and doing that work in the workbook. I poured my heart and soul into this book, compiling everything I teach at my retreats and everything we talk about on the podcast and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing everything that's helped me on my self-love journey, and it's also a workbook so you can actually write in it and put the tools into practice right away. So it's a very integrative experience, similar to what it would be like if you came to a retreat and we were doing a workshop in person. These exercises are all in one place for you. There are quizzes journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body acceptance, mindset, and self-talk, confidence, and self-worth. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. You can also search for it on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. And please take a second to check out all the amazing reviews. At this point, the book has reached thousands of people all around the world. And these reviews are so, so special to me. They literally make me cry when I read them. And I hope that this book has the same profound impact on you. So go to maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. Another thing that I do know for sure is that your purpose extends beyond your job or career. And I'm a firm believer in not necessarily needing to make money off of doing what you love. And I think it's because I learned the hard way that sometimes if you start making money doing what you love, you no longer love that thing. And I know there's exceptions and I feel very grateful to be doing what I'm doing and I really do what I love. But I sometimes wonder if I could be, I don't know, a little bit more creative with my message or the things I post on Instagram or making new videos or writing books. Like I wonder what would I be writing about if I wasn't making money writing? Sometimes I catch myself journaling and when I'm journaling, all I'm thinking about is like what I'm going to post next. So it, it definitely messes with your mind when what you love intersects with what you're making money off of, because again, it just adds pressure. So I think there's nothing wrong with having a totally separate day job or a totally separate thing or just going to work to make that money and letting that money just like fund your lifestyle fund your purpose your hobbies your i don't know friend hangouts whatever that may be i think that's totally okay i knew somebody a few years back who had a job and he was a doctor and he only worked three days a week because he really loved taking really long weekends to go up north to the snow and snowboard with his dogs. And guess what? Snowboarding with dogs up north is expensive. So he was like, I just do this to make money. I can't say I really have a passion for dentistry, but this is just like what I'm doing to make money. What I really love to do is snowboard. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, when I heard that, I was kind of like, oh, well, That totally changes my perspective on things. Why was I so caught up in making what I love, making it make me money? Because sometimes that works for people and it's great. And then sometimes it doesn't and it's too stressful. So either way, I just want to let you know that if you're just like working at Trader Joe's (laughs) because that's what makes you money, that's totally good. Like your purpose goes so far beyond your job or career the last thing, not the last thing, we're just getting started here, y'all. Another thing that I know for sure is that your purpose will never fit neatly into a box. Your purpose is multifaceted. One person can have one big purpose or one tiny million reasons to keep going, and that's okay. And again, those can change day to day, week to week, season to season, year to year. Like, I firmly believe in just having seasons of your life be about different things and not everything is gonna be easy to explain to other people or yourself and that's fine if your purpose is just as vague as like fuck around and find out that's my purpose because what is this anyways I don't know I'm just gonna see what happens that's cool like I love that to be honest, I want more of that. I want to be a little bit more like that. That's fuck around and find out. It's kind of been my my little mantra lately because I'm like, eh, just trying not to take myself too seriously and giving myself grace not to have everything figured out and knowing that that's okay. And hopefully I'll be okay. And if not, then I'll learn something. And if it's really, really not okay, then I'll probably not be here to remember it. So (laughs) sometimes that kind of mindset is healthy. So I've recently been working on lowering these expectations that I have of myself because my default is to overwhelm myself with big ideas and lots of projects and lots of pressure and perfect words and just, I guess, perfectionism in a sense. And it showed up in every area of my life. Like right now I'm planning a wedding and release another book and host another retreat and thinking about how to squeeze in one more retreat next year before I might have children, and wondering if I should make a career change in the next few years, and simultaneously trying to be a good fiance and sister and friend and family member, and respond to text messages and do my yoga and all of these things. And chances are you're probably juggling just as much, if not more, probably a lot more. And it may feel like you're not really doing that much, or what you're doing is not really going anywhere. But remember that your ordinary is other people's extraordinary. Your current situation is someone else's life goal. Your reality may just be somebody else's dream. And thinking like that is humbling. Like anytime I find myself getting stuck or complaining or just questioning myself or feeling self-doubt, I try to remind myself that I really am lucky to be doing what I'm doing. And I really am lucky to even be alive. And that is enough. Just existing is enough. Two episodes ago, I think it was episode number 125, we talked about productivity. And at the end of that episode, I went off on this esoteric tangent, per usual, what's new, about how the only way to be truly focused and in turn productive, is to make peace with the fact that we are finite creatures with infinite possibilities. What does that mean? It means that we're constantly making decisions that change the trajectory of our lives. So those are the infinite possibilities. There really are infinite possibilities for how our life can play out. And yes, you can be doing this or that and a million of other things, or you can be thinking about doing this or that and a million of other things. But the only thing that really matters, like the only thing that's really real is what you're doing right now. So if you replace FOMO, and FOMO is the fear of missing out, I used to think that FOMO was only exclusive to like... I don't know, the fear of missing out when all your friends hang out without you. But I'm now realizing that FOMO is so much deeper than that. Sometimes we get FOMO just thinking about different versions of ourselves that could have been. Does that make sense? Like, I get FOMO thinking about like, oh, well, what if I was off backpacking South America right now? Why aren't I doing that? And suddenly I feel like I'm missing out just because I'm not doing some other thing. So to me, FOMO shows up less about like, what are my friends doing without me? And more in a sense of like, what are other versions of Mary? What could they be doing right now? And that's just not a healthy mindset. You know, you could really drive yourself crazy. We could all be doing so many million of other different things. And you never know when one step in a different direction, the littlest choice, it just completely changes your trajectory. And you don't even know what trajectory you're being propelled from and being propelled into. Like You truly never know. So playing this like hypothetical guessing game and feeling like the grass is greener on the other side and there's all these options, it's not great. It's especially not great if you're already prone to feeling nervous about your purpose and suddenly you have a million purposes to be nervous about. So The antidote to FOMO is JOMO, the joy of missing out. And what that really is, is presence and gratitude and looking around and staying grounded in the reality that you're experiencing right this very moment, whatever you're doing, whether you're scrubbing your toilet or you're on your way to the biggest work meeting of your life, or you just picked up your baby from school and you're trying to squeeze in a little self-care podcast episode listening before they start telling you about their day, like whatever you're experiencing right now, this is the reality you're living, and maybe there's some JOMO there. Maybe there's some joy in missing out on all the other things that you can be doing. When we step into JOMO, then not only do we become a lot more present-focused, but we also lead life with more purpose and intention. All that to say, this is obviously a mindset that we practice. So I firmly believe that purpose is not found, it's created through the actions we take. So when you're questioning your path in life, perhaps it might help to zoom out a little bit and focus on what you're doing in this moment and what the next step is in this moment instead of thinking about tomorrow or five years from now or all the other things that you could be doing at all the other various points in your life, you know, could have, should have, would have. That stuff, you could just drive yourself insane. And I know this might be a little bit different than what many motivational speakers say about goal setting and chasing your dreams and planning for the future and setting yourself up for success. And I'm all for that And I think it might be a little bit unwise to think about the future when there's so much here for us in the present. What do you think of that? Let me take a dramatic sip of tea and let that soak in. (sighs) Why think about the future when there's so much here for you in the present? So here are three questions that might help you find your purpose once and only once you are feeling grounded in your current reality. Questions such as, what boils your blood? What makes you angry? And what are you willing to do to fix it? Anything that ignites some sort of emotion is obviously passion. And sometimes anger is a very healthy emotion to feel that can lead us towards what we feel passionate about and what could potentially be your purpose. The only way, though, to take it from passion to purpose is if you're willing to do something to fix it. There are a lot of issues in this world that I get really angry about. There are a lot of videos and articles that I read that I can really go down the rabbit hole of exploring and getting pissed off about and just, I don't know, getting really emotional and feeling some type of way, right? But not all of those things do I have the capacity or willingness to act upon or actually do something about. And I know it sounds bad, but it's really not bad. Again, we are finite creatures with infinite possibilities. It is not your job to do all the things and save the world. In fact, if you try to do all the things and save the world and help every single person or cause that comes your way without first asking yourself what you really have the capacity for then you're going to burn yourself out really quickly, and that's not going to help anybody. So what boils your blood and which causes are you really, really willing to work for? And that brings me to the second piece of this, which is what is really worth the struggle And not just the struggle, but your struggle. What are you willing to struggle for? Where can you tolerate some discomfort in exchange for some kind of achievement, right? Because everything in this life requires some level of sacrifice and struggle. Even doing nothing (laughs) requires some kind of struggle. That's probably the struggle of grappling with your own existence and, I don't know, whatever feelings come up with doing nothing. Even doing nothing, even something as simple as sitting five minutes in meditation, is a struggle, at least for me. It's a huge struggle for me. But am I willing to take on that struggle for its potential benefits, This is where economist Mary comes into play, which is simply my propensity to do cost-benefit analysis. And oftentimes I ask myself, like, is this cost worth its benefits? And I know it sounds dry and mathematical and practical, and that's exactly what it is, because sometimes you do have to, like, look at things a little bit more logically so you're not driving yourself crazy emotionally. So what is worth the struggle? What are you willing to struggle for? And lastly, there's this Japanese concept called ikigai, which a friend of mine recently told me about. And it's a little contradictory to what I said earlier in the episode, which is about how like your job doesn't necessarily have to be what you love and what you love doesn't necessarily have to be your job. But there is this Japanese concept called ikigai, And it is about finding the common ground between what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can get paid for. So it could be something worth exploring. And again, I'm not saying that it's everybody has to do this. And I'm also not saying that we shouldn't be doing this. Like maybe there is something to be said about having the thing that makes you money also be something that you love doing. That's great. That's The path that I'm on currently and I love it. I really am enjoying it in this moment. Do I sometimes fantasize about getting a job that I don't care that much about so I can free up mental real estate to, I don't know, just clock in and clock out kind of thing? Like, yeah, being a business owner definitely has its challenges, but it's something that for me is worth struggling for. Maybe I'll feel differently next year, but right now, I'm feeling good about it. So if you're personally interested in pursuing a path that makes you money and that you love, I highly recommend looking up a concept called Ikigai. It's spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. And basically you ask yourself, what do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need? And what can you get paid for? And finding that intersection, and you can just draw four bubbles for yourself. And again, if you search it, there will be like a very beautiful Venn diagram. And if you start filling that out and seeing if there's something there for you in the middle, then that could potentially be a sign toward what your purpose is. Maybe, or maybe not. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that purpose is one of those things that we'll always be looking for. It's one of life's many endless hide-and-seek games, and I think that the bigger challenge outside of figuring things out and having all your ducks in a row at all times, which to be honest, to me is unrealistic and impossible and sounds kind of boring, I think the bigger challenge here is taking a breath, being grounded and grateful for the moment, and Taking the next logical step to create just a little bit more meaning in your life, whether that's going on a walk or picking up a book or or maybe it's drafting out your next novel or project or screenplay or applying for some new job or doing something different and outside of the box, all of the above is wonderful, a great place to be. You really are exactly where you need to be, but perhaps I can invite you to lower the expectations that you have of yourself because that freedom, that space to breathe that you'll be giving yourself will eventually lead to the space where you discover yourself. So the more you can ease up And let go and take a few deep breaths, the more energetic space you'll have to actually be like pursuing what you want to be pursuing and thinking about things in a more grounded way instead of like frantically trying to figure your whole life out. Just give yourself a little time, space, and grace and know that you are loved regardless. And even when your life feels purposeless, you still have a purpose on this planet, if only to exist. I love you so much. I hope this helps, and I'll talk to you next week. One last thing before we farewell, if you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify, depending on where you're listening. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words just mean the absolute world to me. Just search the show on Apple, scroll all the way down to where you'll see a place to leave a review, and if you're listening on Spotify, on the show's homepage, you'll see like a star, and when you click on that star, it'll let you send in your reading. Thank you so much for helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just go to maryscupoftea.com book, and you'll find all the links to order the gift of self-love. I love you all so much and I will talk to you next time. Bye.